You're listening to Gizmonic Institute Radio. In the not-too-distant future, in the basement of a chunky cheese, there was a guy named Dr. Odd, concocting an evil scheme. One thing that drove him bonkers was people talking when movies played. So he shot some suckers into space to make them watch MST3K. Yeah. Is this? Are we Lord of the Flies? Well, uh, well I mean, like the book? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I feel I, like you we're you too know that my reading skills are, are suspect at best. We're like two unsupervised adults creating a society. Is on Lord our of own. the Flies the one with the pig? I think it has a pig. And the farm? No. There are other animals? No. Yeah, there's a, What's that a spider. Called? Yeah, uh huh. Oh, I see. Yeah, and the guy says, "Good job, good you you good did job, it, pig. You did you did good, you did, you did it. good, Spider Man. You did." He says, "A okay, Spider." <laughs> hey, that's that is sure a pig. Mm. You did good, Spider, comma man. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know the Spider Man comics. I was thinking. Well, of. I think that's a successful conclusion to our first book club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yep. all about how uh, there's a farm. And like a beatnik uh, is really befriends a spider. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the spider's a pescatarian. Great job, spider man. Spider's a pescatarian. Spider. That's a cool, yeah. That's why he eats fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And he snaps his fingers like in a circle. Oh. All, all eight hands. Yeah, once you're a jet, you're a jet Snapping for life. Around. Yeah. Wait, the spider or the man? <laughs> Both of them. I, I don't, I, you know what? I gotta confess something. Yeah. I didn't actually read the book. Mm. Yeah, I didn't either. I don't. I books didn't. are for nerds. So we've been talking about a book for 45 minutes that none of us have read. Oh, man. I guess so. I got uh, the gist of it. Yeah, the spider and the guys. The they snap a lot. I looked at the cover mm-hmm. and then I judged I it. Sort of. I started. I tried to read the back cover. But then I got real bored. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good about this, back this is cover. all Jeff's fault because he picked out a bad book. Mm-hmm. I'm picking out a book. Next week, we're going to read War and Peace. Okay. I just thought Lord of the Flies sounded like cool, you know? Whatever. Yeah, books are for nerds. I've been yeah. telling you this. I've been telling everyone this, oh. including, you know, like when I was in school. Mm-hmm. When you're getting your doctorate in. Now, what was that in again? Uh, applied uh, baloney sciences. <laughs> okay, all right. They, they well, do it at the uh, you know the community college down by the highway. Okay. <laughs> what could possibly be better than books that I don't read, Doctor Odd? I tell you what's better mm-hmm. than books is books that have been turned into shows. Okay. Okay. Because then it's really good because you don't have to read. Oh. I like this. I, you had me at don't have to read. So movies are just books without words. Exactly. Oh. It's called it's the evolution, oh. right? Uh-huh. Movies are evolved books. So like if you're reading books, you're like in the Stone Age. Right. Mm. Okay. Man. You're like you're you're fighting with Charmander and you could be fighting with Charizard. What are you thinking, huh? I like this. And then Charizard will set the book on fire and become Char 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 two? What does he? What Charizard's the ultimate one, right? It's Charizard two. <laughs> Charizard two. Electric Boogaloo. Nice. Okay. Well, it looks like. Okay, so on Odd Flicks, we've got The Fly. Was that the movie of Lord of the Flies? Mm, probably. Okay. Cool. There's. Um, a, I'll tell you what I'm really into lately is yeah. animes. Oh. Oh. Like a are like you? with ice water. It's Japanese. Oh, okay. Because in Japan, a uh, cartoon show, roughly translated, is uh, they was started there by a woman named Annie Mays. Oh. Uh, I think I'm thinking of the wrong thing. What do you yeah. call the thing where you have like the, the water and you put a a pipe up where the sun doesn't it's shine? It's called a toilet. 
Oh, okay. uh, Super Mario. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure it's not called an anime? Like, can't you give yourself an anime? Look, uh, it could be. I don't speak. I'm not fluent. Okay. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Anna Bidet. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. The uh, character from that that uh, book we had to read in third grade. You're right. You're right. Anna Bidet's it- very bad day. <laughs> Well, tell us more about your animes. Yeah, is that why you're wearing cat ears? Oh, yeah, absolutely, because that's the thing. Okay. I okay. found out. I read on the internet. Uh, okay. You, you, if you're into the animes, you wear, uh, you know, like some cat ears on your head. Maybe you wear, blush on. Yeah, yeah, maybe you wear a tail. Maybe you wear some fangs. Oh. oh, cool. No, that's pretty cool. <laughs> a lot of, lot of cat-centric things. Yeah, it seems uh, like it. Yeah. It seems like a... Real, real focus on feline things, but uh, is this a cartoon about a cat? Yeah, so I've been watching this show. It's called Super Peanut Butter Squad. Okay, oh. and, this uh, sounds fun. I love peanut butter. Yeah, yeah so weird like thing. Squats. There's no peanut butter in it, though. That's, oh. I don't know. Uh. It is about a ninja that with a dinosaur for a foot. Okay, <laughs> all right. Oh, what kind is of? Is it the whole dinosaur, or yeah. is it just the dinosaur's foot? Yeah, it's the whole dinosaur, which is weird because the ninja. Right? Like, he's real tiny and small and spry, but he has a huge brontosaurus for a foot. Uh, oh, it's a brontosaurus. Okay, I was going to ask what, what type As of dinosaur. As you can imagine, hijinks ensue. It's hard. It's very yeah. difficult for him to get into ninja school uh, because, you know, it's hard to sneak up on it and assassinate people when you have a brontosaurus for a foot. I've never thought about the concept of you can be spry from, like, the knees up. Yeah, or just not your foot. Yeah, just, just not, not, not a single foot. Yeah, but he can't really, like, run, can he? Oh, he can. Uh, the brontosaurus, it uh, occasionally takes off, destroys a whole village, and then usually oh, what happens is all of a sudden it, like, zooms in on his face, and uh, a bunch of giant water drops come off of his face, and that's an episode. That's pretty much it. <laughs> So, oh, okay. So, uh, what's the relationship between this man and his dinosaur? Is it antagonistic or well, loving? Or in the beginning, they, as you might imagine, did not get along. Okay. Part of it, though, was because he was so far away from the brontosaurus's head. Oh. I don't think the brontosaurus even. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not sure yet if. He is stuck to the brontosaurus, or the brontosaurus is stuck to yeah, him. Yeah, you, you bring up a good point. It dawned on me, it made smaller, me He's the smaller appendage, so... Yeah. It'd be like if you had, like, a little tiny guy living on your back. Yeah, like, if you have lice, I wouldn't say that the lice has a human foot. Well... Who told you about the tiny man that lives on my back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a guess. Um... Uh, that's cool. Like I, I've never, I've never heard it was peanut butter squad. Super, that's, uh, super. Sorry, super peanut butter peanut squad. Peanut butter squad. Okay, that's a cool. You Colon know, I. Oh. Ninja Dino Delight. <laughs> okay, is that now? Is it the? Is it the the punctuation colon or is colon one of the words? No, oh. it's actually the, the word colon. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Okay. If you watch it, I know it doesn't make sense to you now, but if you watch mm-hmm. it, I guarantee you it will. Okay, that that's cool. Is there like uh, is there an antagonist, or is is kind of the antagonist the the man versus nature? Well, sort see, of? yes, that's what makes it you know deep and gets okay. you thinking. Because who is the antagonist? At first, you think it's a giant brontosaurus that is stuck to a man's foot, mm-hmm. but then. Yeah. You come to find out, isn't it really society? Oh, right. Because wow. the society is not willing of ninjas, is not willing to accept a ninja, you know, with a giant prehistoric creature attached to his <laughs> foot. That's wild. Or vice versa. I love that. Uh, you know, I'm telling I think you, it's the best show I've ever seen. I think I'm having a shift mentally here. Yeah. I think I think I might approve of these these animes. Well, you know, I. I wasn't going to bring this up, but I, you know, back on Earth, was quite the fan of uh, uh, what we call the anime. Um, you guys are pronouncing it wrong. Uh, oh. Just let me put on this trilby here. And, okay. 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 Mm, yep, this is this is my anime hat. Hmm. Um, that doesn't, I, it doesn't even have ears on it. No, it, it doesn't oh, need sir. ears. Well, I really got into anime with... Uh, you did get mailed that... That trilby from space by the creators of Lord Lords of the Deep. Uh huh. So I did. That's yes. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, 
They yeah. must have liked our last episode. <laughs> they must have really liked our, our Lords of the Deep episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I did cut my teeth on uh, Egg Salad Milkshake High School. Painful. Um, well, that's just a, a term of phrase. That, oh. That's what the first one I started with. Say the, say the name of that again. Egg Salad Milkshake High School. Oh. Egg Salad Milkshake High School. Oh, yes. so, you, so you've seen it. So you've school. seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the premise is, yeah. is that uh, there's an egg salad that has been dumped inside of a milkshake. No, no. You're thinking of the commercial from Japan. Oh, That's, that's a different thing. The one where there's thing. like 10 people with really long straws, and then there's one guy with a really short straw, yep. and he's trying to mm, get in, but they don't know he's trying to get in because he's a little guy. Yeah, and it's, he's like pushing a, around. it's like uh-huh. a turducken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, with a milkshake and egg salad. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird. It's weird that it's a, it's a commercial for bleach, <laughs> yeah, uh, and not not the anime bleach. I did go buy the bleach though, so that's yeah, true. Mission yeah. accomplished. So. Uh, so, Egg Salad Milkshake High School. Um, it's about a girl who befriends a ghost, who she thinks is her grandfather, but actually turns out to be a demon. Um, but then she traps a demon in a teddy bear. And then they kind of have this back and forth thing where the demon is technically in control of the other demons in the high school because the high school is filled with demons. But the girl can control the teddy bear. So really, she's kind of in control. And then, like, there are these other students who come to the high school and they have no idea what's going on. But she has to kind of keep all the demons in line while also they all kind of learn. I'm starting to like books more again. Okay. I don't know. There's too many demons. I, I mean, not all there's of them a have... Lot of, a lot of demons. That's uh, a lot yeah, of demons. There's a lot of demons. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what that's about, you know? And you have to probably keep track of them all? And uh, you d- I mean, you don't have to. It, there's like four main ones. Mm-hmm. There's the lunch lady. There's the janitor. There's the gym teacher. And then there's Stefan, who's kind of like the all-purpose demon. That's the one that's like, in the. I can already tell I like Stefan the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the one that's trapped inside the teddy bear. Well, maybe we should start an animes club. I mean, maybe we uh, should. I would be, I would be more than happy gotta, to start an anime anything's club. Anything's got to be better than book club. Yeah, right, we well, can talk about that other, that other one I really like. Oh, what's the other one you really like? It's Captain Bing Bong's Smelly Reformatory. Oh, I love Captain Bean Bong Smelly Reformatory. You've seen that too? Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. That's a classic. Uh-huh. The talking motorcycle in that one is probably one of my top five Absolutely. characters. His, his smelly cycle butt. What mm-hmm. about, have you guys seen this show? It's called Looney Tunes. Looney Toonies. <laughs> oh, Loon, Loon, are you talking about Looney Tunes? Yeah, and there's this, this rabbit. I think his name is like Beetle or something. Okay. Beetle Rabbit. Yeah. And uh, he's always up to shenanigans. He eats carrots. Okay. He asks people what's up. And <laughs> they don't always answer. <laughs> well, he only talks to doctors, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, see, here's the thing. That show sounds fine. Yeah. But one thing I really like about anime is that it's random. Like, it's so random. Like, you yeah, know. Like, like all the demons. Yeah, the demons or the talking motorcycle or, like, you know, the guy whose fingers are ice cream. Like, you know, you're, t- you're like, oh, it's a rabbit and eats carrots. Like, you know, that is pretty mundane. Yeah. And he's like, he talks to a doctor. Like, yeah, we all should. We all talk to doctors. Yeah, we all talk to Dr. Odd, like, every day. Yeah. And okay. we're like, what's up, doc? Man, that sounds miserable. Yeah. Is there, like, a, let me guess, there's probably, like, a, like a, a cat and a bird and they're, like... Yeah. Trying to eat each other There's or something. Chirpy. Mm-hmm. Chirpy. And, yeah. And, and, and Stallone. It's Stallone. Yeah. And they, the uh, cat. Yeah. Well, I mean. Except for there's a twist. What's the twist? Yes, the cat is chasing the bird. Yes, the bird is sassy. Mm-hmm. But the twist is. The bird. Is, the bird is his foot. <laughs> no, the bird is yellow. Oh. Uh, okay. That's the twist? That's the twist. Okay. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I was picturing a red bird. So that Didn't is. Didn't see that yeah, coming, no. did you? No, I, I didn't. I did so, not see that. We, we can watch my show, too. Yeah. I mean, we could... Well, I, I, I mean, I'm going to watch your guys' show. You guys should watch my show. Oh, man, show. I'm sorry. I got distracted there. I, I, I couldn't help myself. I had to turn on Captain Bing Bong again. Yeah. Oh, the which one is it? The is so smelly. I see. It's <laughs> really smelly. Like, when they get the lines on their face and they're, like, the like, kind of green little stuff. stink lines. Yeah, every yeah. time somebody comes in and another person comes to the reformatory they open the door and they say oh and a bunch of stink lines come shooting out 
and their and their eyeballs get huge. Yeah, that's that's classic. It's classic yeah, anime. Totally classic. We should do an audio log, um, and then in, in kind of in the break, I'm gonna go scour my bunk for uh, some of my old anime. Oh, um, and then you know maybe we can we can you, look through it and you see mean manga. Uh, well, no, I mean, no, these are actual just, like, VHS tapes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you took all my manga and you used it to make ransom notes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I had, yeah. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, let's do our audio log. This is the audio log for MST3K, Season 4, Episode 19, The Rebel Set. You know, it's kind of interesting because those three words do nothing to describe the movie. So it took me a while to remember mm. what movie it was. Right. Yeah, they they could have called it the the Beatnik Train Caper. Oh, that would be fun. Uh-huh. That's actually a much better title. Much better title. Mm. Um, they needed a better publicist. I think that set is like Beatnik for like group of friends. Or like a set, like a show, right? Like a gig? Yeah. Like your set list? Uh, okay. You yeah. know, they're, they're, they're moving to they're the beat of the jazz. Rebels. Yeah. They're robbing the mm-hmm. bank to the beat of jazz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, daddy. Welcome um, to the jazz episode. Yeah, you the never knew you needed. Yeah, we'll do some snaps. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about, we'll do some beat poetry. We won't do that. Little known fact, about mm. 50% of the time, part of our uniform, in addition to the jumpsuits that we wear, are just black berets. Yes, and, and uh, f- fake Ray-Ban sunglasses. Yes, we are artistes after all. Yes, we are. Yep. Is um, not the podcast art, <laughs> I asketh thou? Yes. If uh, you prick mine podcast, doth it not bleed? Doth it do, is a podcast by any other name doth smell is thorny yes quite yes quite all right well um this this movie is chock full of art this this episode is chock full of art mm-hmm. um so the first segment uh the bots are in bed and joel is trying to scare them by telling them scary stories it's which is cute and uh-huh. they have the their bed frames have their names carved into them uh-huh. it's so very they don't adorable. forget whose bed is whose um is that why <laughs> I think it's just endearing. It's I just thought it was quite sweet. Yeah, I just never had my name on my bed, like as a as a child. I, I painted when I was ten years old. Okay. I painted my bed frame to have "Courage the Cowardly Dog" on it. That rules. And in retrospect, I had seen like three episodes of that series. <laughs> you would think I was a diehard fan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm not sure what. Uh, motivated that choice. That's cool, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, did you put your name on it? No, I just do okay. giant courage. The cowardly dog. Hey, yeah, that's cool, though. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you. Maybe it was like helping you sleep good. I guess giving you courage. Um, I can't explain it. Yeah. Um, well, the bots are not. They're nonplussed by the uh, the scary stories that Joel is trying to read to them, um, and so instead he starts reading from Life's Little Instruction Book, which I assume is like Chicken Soup for the Soul. It's sort a, of. it's a real book. I did look it up. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. It's a real it's a real book full of uh, aphorisms um, and like little little things. I think it's the ones, live, laugh, love, humor. It really is, and you know they riff on it, which mm-hmm. you know of course it's like hilariously bad right Right. but i i was actually started to clench up a little bit my my cheeks got a little tight while Mm -hmm. they were doing that because i was a little worried on their behalf because i found that oftentimes it is not a safe bet to to uh riff on other comedy right because it always invites the low-hanging fruit comment of well well you think you're so funny sort of a thing right right yeah that's Um, a really good point i didn't even think of that but like obviously it's it was fine but just instinctively i started to be like a little on edge sure yeah yeah the so i I did i did research the uh life's little instruction book the most entertaining parts of of the research were reading the amazon reviews oh Um, are they in themselves life's little happy lessons some of them are um it's a very interesting spread of people who have bought and reviewed (laughs) (laughs) life's little you gotta read some now please uh well i didn't pull any up uh, but i i can i can kind of give you a a little bit of a rundown there's a lot of people saying i bought this for my grandkids um that's mm-hmm. that's overwhelmingly uh like five star reviews just saying i bought can it I, for my grandkids can i guess another review yes somebody wrote like 1000 word essay about how it helped them through a hard time 
I didn't actually see that. No. Um, because none of the people who received it as a gift, read I think, it. actually reviewed it or maybe even it was, read it. it was, people buy this book for other people. They don't buy it for themselves. I, re- I really think that it like it is like the like the more judgmental version of the oh, the places you'll go is what it seems like. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. It, th- this was an interesting thing. Um, there were some people being like, oh, this this book is is kind of like sexist and and oh, I'm like sure a little a little bit too well, like how old is it now? Conservative too? for me. Oh, I don't know. It's probably if it was big in the eighties. They're 80s, riffing it. Yeah, uh, or the, the early nineties. And then there were other people who were like. This book is too liberal for me <laughs> because they're like one review cited like, oh, they, they say you should build your manhood up some other way other than shooting defenseless animals or uh, I don't know why I'm doing that voice. Well, uh, I, mean, well, no, I know that, why I'm doing yeah, that Yeah, you know, yeah. it works. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah. yeah. Um, and saying that it was it was socialist propaganda which i thought is very interesting thread it makes me to want to read follow. it more but yeah okay uh yeah, so it was it just a it, it is a book what that if that's like super undercover advertising though oh like they know that people mm-hmm. like us don't want to read that book and then they right. have somebody come in and he's like i want to shoot 26 hogs <laughs> And this book won't let me do that. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, well, oh, maybe well, there is okay. something to this book. If if the the twenty six sh- hog shooter doesn't like it, yeah, yeah. So they're they're playing on our natural contrarian nature. It's the next step in the evolution of marketing. That's true. I, the the one thing that the reviews did really prove to me is that life's an instruction book is for no one. It is for nobody. No one. Yeah, no, no one is like this it. is for me. No but one likes it. Hang on, I'm going down a little thread here. Uh-huh. I know this has nothing to do with the podcast, okay, okay. but in terms of one of my many money making schemes, yes, you know, a lot of times the mascot is the epitome of the product, right? Uh-huh. Um, except for like Mucinex, right? They 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 took the little yeah. mucus guy, uh-huh. and they're like. Our our product get, gets rid of this very bad thing. Yeah, let's make them all messed so up. So our mascot mm-hmm. is a bad thing that you're getting rid of, right? Right. Let's let's extend that a little bit further. Like okay. toilet paper commercial mascot, just poop. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what those bears are. They talk about eat poop a lot. Well, they have very clean bottoms, though. Well, yeah, because Th- they this got the This is more right like the bears. <laughs> Have a lot of stuff stuck okay, to the backside. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay. And they're saying, and they say, "Oh, I hate Charmin." And you're uh, like, "Well, if the the bear with all the berries <laughs> stuck to him hates Charmin, like Charmin, then it must be for me." <laughs> I must uh-huh. like Charmin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This I like this. I like the anti mascot. Uh, there's like there's like the. Uh, the cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs bird. Yeah. And, and he's like, I love Cocoa Puffs. And then there's another bird who's like. An anti-vaxxer. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's like, like, I, he's like, I hate vaccines and Cocoa and, Puffs. And Cocoa Puffs. You're like, okay, well, I want, I want to eat Cocoa Puffs more now. <laughs> uh, this is our new podcast. Yeah. Marketing with mm-hmm. Monet. Mark, Mark, oh, okay. That's, you may need some work on that title. Well, that was my, uh, my split half half name um, no it was Nene. yeah whatever uh, um the invention exchange yeah let's uh, talk about the episode <laughs> i mean we could talk about anti-mascots for a really long time yeah probably um but the mads invention exchange uh is a quick primp kit um so this oh, is right for when you're standing in line yes it's a it's a full-length mirror with a rope around it that frank uh it's it's like a th- it's divided into three sections because he can fold it up. He puts it around Dr. Forrester's neck, and mm-hmm. then he got a helmet with all his toiletries on it. Mm-hmm. Um, puts that on Dr. Forrester. Dr. Forrester does a... I'd say he gives about 50% acting of being, like, choked by this mirror. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to look uncomfortable. He, he does an okay job selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Frank is – the whole point is that, oh, why spend all the time getting ready to go to the theater and then just have to wait in line? Like, use the time in line to get ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's – I enjoy – and appreciate the idea from a logistic standpoint. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, you know, the, 
uh, the silliest part of it for me is that like the time that you're in line is when people actually see you. That's like when true. you're in the theater yeah. and you're sitting yeah. in the dark, no one sees you. No, that's fair. So the part that you're getting ready for is mm-hmm. the part that everyone's seeing you get ready. Yeah. During. Yeah. Okay. That's you know that's that's a really good point. I was just saying I like the idea of using the downtime where you have to just be standing in line somewhere. If we wanted a more practical bad idea, mm-hmm. it would be some a primp kit that like does its stuff while you're driving to the theater uh, okay or a dummy that keeps your place in line <gasps> while you're getting ready like you yes the line dummy you're my line dummy sure fist bump fist bump um oh, we missed uh, <laughs> that happens more often than it should <sighs> um uh joel and the bots their invention was the mark rothko paint by number kit Oh, um, right. It helps you create modern art at home. A, a giant square with mm-hmm. one number. Yep. And it, the number was five, which I thought was, it was uh, fun. Yeah, extra fun. One. Yeah. That um, was really hilarious. Yeah. Right. He's made a big red square, uh, which is uh, I, I enjoy when they take something that is like conceptually complex and then they they do a really reductive skit on it. They did. I think it's later in the in the show, but they'll do one. uh uh, they they made fun of like Yanni and like ethereal I like space the, music. When they do stuff like that, like it, it feels like sometimes other shows can feel like they're talking down to you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like and I don't I don't, I think that Mystery Science Theater is is respectful of its audience in mm-hmm. that sense. Yes, it's not absolutely. respectful in the sense that it's not going to read your letter. Right, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get to later. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the second segment, um, Crow gets his mail order copies of the Scott Baio uh, less acting lesson records. That was a fun bit, mm-hmm. and I almost w- wanted it to go on more. I wanted more of the uh, old timey like tutorial skits yeah yeah those are those are fun well and because this was a playoff of the guy doing like acting he is reading like shakespeare close your eyes okay i'm gonna take you to the far off past okay all right so you leave your body you become a ball of energy and you zoom backwards in time okay and this is fun and it's it's a dinosaur before youtube and it's before when your when your uh microwave broke or a piece fell off your vacuum Okay. Or uh, you weren't sure if your dog was having an allergic reaction, and you couldn't just look up on the internet, right? Okay. So in this time of darkness, uh-huh. of, of, of not knowingness... I went way too far back, but yes, I'll, I'll go forward a little bit. <laughs> in this time of the unknown, uh-huh. there there were people who tried to fill this void of knowledge with, with tutorial sets and videos. Mm. And I remember a math one in particular that my sibling had... That was like three VHSs, and it was this guy like in a suit covered with like math equation signs. <gasps> Did like he have like a, like yeah, like he was a green suit? Yeah, yeah okay. it was like the Riddler, mm-hmm. but for math. Yeah, and do you remember these? Uh, I remember seeing that guy. It it was like, a buck wild clunky selection <laughs> <laughs> that I'm grateful that we have the internet for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but these I had edutainment video games. Yeah, I had some of those I too. munched numbers. I had Mavis Beacon teaches typing. Mm-hmm. I uh, Mavis, Be- Mavis Beacon teaches typing. Mavis Beacon teaches typing. I had the uh, like there's this Broderbund series called Super Solvers mm. where it was like this this kid in a big puffy jacket and a big hat and you couldn't see his face and there was one where you had to do math in a TV station, um, and then there was one where you had to read stuff in a in a, a school at night. Well, and you were solving mysteries. While there still are educational video games, I feel uh-huh. like the genre of installment that you purchase tutorial guides the the that's a kind of a dead job. Oh right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, Be- for sure. Because of yeah. the internet. Uh huh. Yes, so, absolutely. You just you just watch a YouTube video if you want to learn how to do the quadratic equation or something. Exactly. Yeah, and so yeah. I want to stop and for a moment and pay my respects to that that entirely yes. dead field. Absolutely. There's a moment of silence for. Thank it. you. Um, <laughs> so the the thing that see this is a very interesting. This is why I, one of the many reasons I love doing this podcast is I had a completely different tangent that I took away from this skit than you did. Oh yeah. Yes, I really appreciate the the going back and and thinking about all oh, of sh- the tutorials. Shoot. I left you back in the past. Oh yeah. Uh, close your glowing eyeball yeah. eyes mm-hmm. and. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm zooming you back to the present. Okay, go. Oh, okay, and I'm back. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
the uh, the thing that I took away from this is uh, Joel just busts out a turntable to put these records on, mm. which implies that they they have a turntable and probably other records because he knew where the turntable was and it was accessible. What music you think the robots listen to? Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's just uptown funk. Really? Mm-hmm. I see. I I always pictured Crow as kind of like a doo-wop guy. Oh yeah, I could. See I that. feel like Crow or not not Crow Tom. Uh, Tom, I almost assuredly owns a copy of South Pacific. Barry Manilow. Uh, yes. Tom and Barry Manilow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Buds. Oh yeah. 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 And and maybe some musical stuff. I feel like Crow has like a bunch of like uh, Doctor Demento like uh comedy records that's fun yeah yeah and then joel just you know joel likes the carpenters yeah yeah he's got he's got rumors by fleetwood mac he makes the bots listen to it i that would be a fun skit is joel making the bots listen to rumors by fleetwood mac and them just not liking it how do you know that doesn't exist yeah, it's true that there they gotta could finish be a series yeah, i'm gonna huh? keep an eye out my yeah. weather eye out <laughs> yeah for that scene um the uh, third segment, uh, Joel and the bots discuss what they would do if they had a four-hour train layover in Chicago, mm. which... <sighs> that did feel a little bit like filler, didn't it? Yeah, it... Well, I mean, yes, it did. It was another one that played off of the movie. Uh, some of those work, some of them don't. Four hours just doesn't... I, the whole time they were discussing their four-hour train layover, I felt a great degree of anxiety because four <laughs> because hours... worried about getting back. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like... I don't know if you've ever done stuff in Chicago, but it always seems to take longer. Oh, than... I have never left the airport when I have a layover. Okay. Like it's, you know, no, I've I, had long layovers and still like I, I, don't, I am Does planted. anyone do that? No, I think people do. But really? I, I personally am too anxious about missing the flight. And I just plant myself in front of the terminal. Uh-huh. Is it a terminal? Yeah, it's a terminal. That sounds dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, anyway, keep going. Uh, no, but... Yeah, I I don't do people leave the air I think listeners right in. I think if you fly a lot, like, you know, before going to space, uh-huh. I had flown like maybe twice. I bet if yeah. you fly like every week, like you get so casual about it. I guess. But you have to go like through security again. I bet like in the nineties maybe people did that when you could just pop in and out of the airport. Listeners right in. Yeah. The four segment, uh Joel teaches the bots uh the Merritt Stone method of writing. Um, which only includes stories that have trains in them. Right. The, and this is going to kind of bleed into the, the final segment as well, where Tom puts on a Hercule Poirot persona and tries to determine if Merritt Stone was actually in the Rebel set. That, that bit made my head hurt. Mm-hmm. I was so confused trying to... I think what they're trying to figure out is what name went with what face. Yes. Um, but yeah. the way that they did it, like, I could not keep up at all. Oh, no, no. And, and I think it was supposed to be confused because... As as was evidenced by TV's Frank, um, figuring out this sort of thing was nearly impossible mm-hmm. back in the early to mid nineties. Right, they didn't have their IMDb. Mm-hmm. All right, I want I you could to close go, your eyes okay. and become oh, no. a ball of energy. <laughs> I could go to IMDb <laughs> and find out that Gene Roth uh, was the the conductor of the train who they kept saying was Merritt Stone. Uh. Um, and that that was, I think, what the ultimate joke was. Was this the conclusion? Is that Merritt yeah. Stone and Gene Roth? Or did you figure out who Merritt Stone was? Well, they are both like kind of burly, like character actor guys who okay. get cast in roles. So Merritt Stone wasn't in the Rebel. No, set. Merritt Stone was not in the Rebel set, okay. uh, which makes the fact that he had his whole like his whole skit. Uh, devoted to him mm. well they did that in the last one they devoted like a whole skit to a guy or another or, actor yeah who's another not actor's not even in the movie yeah. um but yeah so it makes it it makes it very confusing mm-hmm. but yeah gene roth was in the rebel set he was the conductor Merritt stone was like the king in the magic sword oh. uh you know they're both typecast as like kind of like old kind of white guys white gruff slash kindly depending on the role uh that that's kind of their whole thing mm-hmm. and they they both did a lot of these real bad movies too so mm-hmm. uh, i recognize several titles from both of their imdb pages my um, pop filter doesn't taste like soda well interesting uh, yeah uh, in the final segment tom does put on a hercule perot costume which Play i love Poirot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his head explodes because he can't figure it out. That scared me. 
Did it? I think we both jumped when his head exploded. I don't remember. We both jumped. Okay. I remember. Sure. Yep. Because normally I jump when there's scary sounds. That's true. But Mm -hmm. you also jumped. Yeah. I usually jump when you jump. So that could be why you jumped. I did. I did jump, grab your hair, and pull it out and Uh scream, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And Uh I think you might have been reacting partly to me. I think that's what I remember. I didn't remember jumping at the head explosion, but I do remember that that other part that happened shortly afterward. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that is the my hair stood on end. Yeah, it did. I stood on like, your shoulders. You look like a, an electrocuted Beetlejuice or something. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, you want to know some not known nuggets about both the film The Rebel Set and Johnny at the Fair, the short we watched before? Oh, yeah. I forgot the short. Yeah. yeah. Not known nuggets. Yum. All right. Well, um, there's literally nothing interesting about either oh, of these things. Oh, well, you really sold that. I did. You, we can make up our own facts mm. if you want. Like, give me a taste. The uh, the actor, the the child actor who played Johnny, was actually young Alex Trebek. That was one of his first acting. Oh, that's roles. a that's a made up fact, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yep. Uh, uh, I guess I'll make up <laughs> one fact and then we can move on. Okay. Uh. The guy who does the poem with the one eye, uh-huh. but he really has two eyes. He just has an eye patch. Yeah, in the Rebel Set movie, mm-hmm. um, was not invited to be part of the the movie. His part wasn't written. They had to wait for him to finish his set because he rented that that space. Okay, and so they're like, "Well, we need five more minutes in this movie." Okay, so. and then they're like, "I'll just film the guy with the eye patch." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the weirdest part of the rebel set oh all the extraneous scenes that have nothing to do with anything are about the beatnik culture at the beginning yes, of the movie specifically the one with like the two yeah the older, older people that come into the thing and the woman's like oh let's get I some culture and the like, man's like i don't want culture i'm i'm old white guy i thought like, he was gonna be like an investor or some mm-hmm, sort of player in the movie yep. it really did feel like they had rented the space and mm-hmm. just had to film whatever was actually happening but it felt like they wanted to like dunk on like parents too you know yeah they wanted to be like look at these stuffy old people to be fair it felt like the most authentic part of the movie is just <laughs> two, two <laughs> older people walking in and being karens at a restaurant uh-huh. oh well one of them was the other the 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 male of the uh couple was yeah, definitely the, yeah. feeling that role yeah uh the woman seemed to want to kind of experience this youthful it felt like culture the most true to life part of yeah. the movie uh-huh. it, it felt like the very 19 50s thing of like look at what the children are doing they mm-hmm. need they need to be in boarding school not in coffee shops <laughs> um one one of the the things i did i did notice because i was really grazing the bottom of the barrel for not no nuggets the poster for uh the rebel set says and i don't know what this means but in in big letters across the top it says those beatniks beatniks is in a different font it's in like light light bulbs those beatniks are box office uh, so i have <laughs> to say that, that normally your not no nuggets uh sustain me for a little while yeah but today uh i'm going hungry but renee those beatniks are box office i i, I mean i feel like it's like it Do- it on- <laughs> it's the predecessor to doge speak yeah it's, it's got can I has beatniks <laughs> has the substance of language can beatniks has box office without a lot of the garnish oh yeah that's I just I stared at the poster for like a minute straight being like what does that mean um all right well here's some things we noticed and felt the desire to comment on then uh there wasn't much <laughs> I didn't actually write anything down while we were watching it there was one thing I did think of afterward and you you kind of touched on this so there's that old guy reading poetry in the bar mm-hmm. uh, so I remembered back when we watched the film The Beatniks I, I did some research on like beat culture yes. uh, kind of went into a, a deep dive I too deep read a paragraph of Wikipedia nice okay I am well versed on this topic sir um, and, and I went and I found this uh, you know kind of this quote from Wikipedia which made me think of the old guy in the bar so an early example of the Beatnik stereotype occurred in Vesuvio's bar uh, which employed the artist 
actress Wally Hendrick to sit in the window dressed in a full beard, turtleneck, and sandals, creating improvisational drawings and paintings. Am I dressed in hair? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Like, was he not? It was not his own beard. Um, you know, I think that like you had to back back then. Not now. Before men could grow beards. Well, we now we live in the time of socially acceptable beards. I feel like having a beard back then was like. You know, it was it was like counterculture almost. Huh, yeah, okay. so it was part of a part of a costume almost. Interesting theory. Um, a variety based on probably nothing. yes, yeah. A variety <laughs> of other small businesses also sprang up, exploiting and or satirizing the new craze. In 1959, Fred McDara started a rent a beatnik service in New York. Well, like. What the Victorian era? You had like live-in hermits. Yeah, and that's what know? this reminded me yeah. of is like Her- the live-in hermits. Yeah, um, like this old guy who's like, okay, you can hang out in this coffee shop because you don't have anywhere else to go, but you have to be eccentric and read poetry. Right, and then I make money off of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are several things I noticed and felt the desire to comment upon. Okay. Uh, including that it appears that we're in some kind of beatnik block mm, going on. Yeah, I yeah. feel like there's been several beatnik movies recently. Yes. Uh, another item uh, worthy of note was the, the Lost Children Building. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> Lost the Children short. Building in, in Johnny Goes to the Fair. The font was so Johnny festive and delightful on the sign mm-hmm. advertising Lost Children. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do you think it's just like, I don't know, like a lost and found? You're <laughs> like, you're like. Uh, nobody's taking this sweater for a while, so <laughs> I guess I guess it's okay it's like, if you take this sweater. Yeah, it's like nobody's came and picked up little Darla for, yeah, all the, for a uh, few days. So. The World's Fair or whatever it was, workers, the Canadian exhibition workers at the end of it, they're like, all right, so we've got five kids no one's picked up. All the very happy children playing in the playground mm-hmm. in the area where they're <laughs> staying because they're lost right? and separated from their parents and have no idea when they're going to come back. And all the children are like, Let's go play in the swings. Well, okay. To be fair, if so, Johnny, Johnny, who was also lost, and they they'd put some uh, dirt all over. Oh man, they made him, him look yeah, real roughed up. Yeah. Um, he did not look like he was having a good time. He was over there just clinging to the fence like he was in prison. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the background, you could see other kids like spinning around in a merry-go-round and stuff, which. Being lost from your parents is terrifying. Mm-hmm. But if I was lost from my parents, which a bunch of other kids who are also lost from their parents, and we are on a playground. And there's a giant flashing sign with yeah, light bulbs uh-huh. that says lost children. And I had I had an adult there reassure. I mean, because essentially at that point it's recess. Mm-hmm. Because you're with an adult who's in charge and is like, your parents will be here at some point. And you're like, okay, well... That is that was my one worry. No, that's fair. I I have not encountered. I'm sure that that still exists at like really really large event spaces. Mm-hmm. As a child, I never encountered a a place to go if you're lost from your parents. Besides, like if I was at the store, maybe ah. going to the front desk or whatever. Well, I feel like it's it would even be different now, right? Because like it, it's been you know. How long have we been in space? A long that time. long since I've been to like a theme park, but now everyone just has like you know Bluetooth walkie talkies, and right, so if like a kid's, the kid's lost, got a Fitbit on and like yeah, it's stuff. like oh let me track my kid yeah, <laughs> with my exactly. phone, or like it just goes up to like someone working at the park, be like I can't find my mom and dad, and then like you know two blocks away their mom and dad are like I can't find my kid, and they're like oh well, yeah he's over by the ice cream stand. Right, it seems yeah. like it'd be less of a problem nowadays than mm-hmm. it was back then, but you know when we were growing up they probably existed. oh yeah did no for sure fi- did you ever find one I know like was I ever lost <laughs> ironically finding the lost children's spaces uh-huh. is hard yeah, yeah. Uh, no um, yeah were you ever I mean I was definitely lost several times I was lost in a supermarket multiple times yeah because that's a real easy place well, think about like it's easy to take for granted as an adult but mm-hmm. when you're little those aisles are really tall oh yeah yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it takes so long to get from one end to the other when you got little legs, short little legs. Yeah, uh-huh. and so also yeah. all the adults look from the same from the bottom up. Yep, you know uh-huh. you see those big butts waddling around. No, that's why I got lost multiple times. Is I I like dawdled somewhere and then started following the another wrong adult. person. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and then you have that horrifying moment uh-huh. where they turn around and it's not your mom's face yeah. and that mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I have not. Well, obviously, I haven't been. Well, I guess I've been lost for like the last 10 years in space. Well, we're not lost. Dr. Rod knows where we are. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Dr. Rod knows or cares if I exist anymore. That's a really upsetting... I guess he's got Seth, though, right? That's true. Seth is all alone like I used to be. Mm-hmm. 
It, that is a really upsetting thing that I think you you're, should probably work through on your own. You're, oh, for me, mm-hmm. not you, the fr- your friend that you lived with in space and is your only other human. No, I mean your your whole thing with Doctor Rod not thinking about you. Anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. All right, let's just both be sad for a second. Okay. And all right. All right. Cool. So we we had one favorite riff that we there were there are several good ones in in both the short and the the film, but the one that just grabbed both of us was during the the short Johnny at the fair. Uh, they were Johnny at one point visits uh, like a horse contest. <laughs> Yeah. see who has the best horse um, and they do a little uh, segment about how there was a horse that was born at the at the fair <laughs> yes. and, and it goes over to the nurse from uh-huh. one of the horses and yeah. they go oh sorry, sorry dad. dad yeah <laughs> It was uh, it was a very oh that was delightful that tickled my mm-hmm. funny bone definitely not something I would have got as a kid probably I I also wanted to make the comment mm-hmm. that I. As someone who genuinely likes old-timey movies, yeah, um, I thought that the Rebel set was actually not bad. Yeah, like yeah, like on a a really really good old-timey movie, like is an A, mm-hmm. and then like uh, what was uh, the Fire Maidens? Fire Maidens from Outer Space. Fire Maidens from Outer yeah. Space. Let's say that's an F. Okay. I would say this was solidly like a C plus. For okay. Me. Yeah. No, it, I think that's why there wasn't like a lot. Of, of stuff about it or like notable things that we wanted to really you know go because like a lot of the times where we have like oh this is a crazy thing that the movie did like it's because it's bad yeah it, it's part of the thing that makes the movie entertaining to watch now like you know 70 years later is like oh this is this is wild choice that someone made in like the costume department and this movie I understood what was going on uh-huh. I Easy was to able, follow. I was able to follow the plot from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Yeah. There were a variety of characters. There were some clever devices. And it was just pretty much just a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there were lots of filler, admittedly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the characters were a little bit laughable, you know, like because they're supposed to be tough and yes. they didn't necessarily yeah. convey that toughness. You know, some, some aspects of the plot weren't necessarily super believable. But overall, it was just a fun romp movie that if it was on tv i would sit down and watch it yeah yeah so in the amazing episode guide um, paul chaplain uh recounts how uh so there are a couple things that i I grabbed from that um he recounts how trace's dad once saw hell's a poppin uh live and thought they were funny hell's a poppin the comedy duo featured in johnny at the fair Mm. uh which we're like oh johnny found hell's a pop and we're like what yeah right we're both like that's Uh a really metal name um but the the biggest part of and this this ties into what you were saying about how this is a a passable movie Uh, how the the crew of msd through k was confused the first time they watched rebel set because everyone in the movie was fooled by mr t's disguise as the priest when he gets on the Mm. on the train um but Paul in, in his uh, his recount of a recap of all of this in the episode guide is like he just changed his shirt, but all these people are like, oh, it's a it's a new guy. Um, <laughs> I will admit that I didn't notice that. Yeah, well, I was fooled by the disguise. Oh, I no, was you fooled were. by the you shirt were. change. I, yeah. I was like, that's the guy. Uh-huh. And- Here's I was like, why do they keep going back to this priest on the on the train? You're like, that's Mr. T. I was like, oh, so okay. yeah. To be fair, it did work mm-hmm. on you. Oh yeah, um, it did. Mm-hmm. My my counterpoint is, I never thought that they were implying that the people who knew who that guy was didn't know that it was him uh, right okay. like i thought the gist of the father disguise was for the people like there was one stranger on a train before and now there's a different stranger with a, a priest mm, like like yeah. for the people who didn't know him they wouldn't be like oh this is the same guy right if you showed me a picture of one stranger and then later in the day showed me a picture of a stranger with the same stranger but with a different outfit on right i don't i wouldn't have remarked that in my mind because i don't know that person right yeah yeah. and i know that i'm probably like working too hard to defend this movie but i didn't get the impression that they were trying to convince us that the fellow heist members didn't Mm, recognize him okay yeah i don't i would have to go back and and see if there were yeah because i i they walked past him a lot while he was like sitting there talking to those nuns but like they all knew that the other people were on the train right so like why would they and they like wouldn't show surprise because that would have given them away right like they all knew that they were getting back on the train and they all knew that they're supposed to pretend like they didn't know each other so all of that seems yeah that's fair consistent to me yeah 
so yeah that's uh that's a really good point and i think you might have poked a little bit of holes in the uh in in some of the rants in the amazing episode oh no uh the the he fought he finishes his little reflection with uh commenting how during the first skit while uh actually during the invention exchange skit uh frank says online instead of inline oh yeah Um, i noticed that too yeah apparently that's like an east coast thing Uh. Uh, i think it's also a british thing well sometimes they say on cue um because Q is la- is is the line. There. No, but when people say that, they're not saying Q U E U. Yeah, they're saying Q U E. Like, well, no, that's card. a different. That's no, on a different. Q. No, I know. Like you're on Q. Yeah. Like here, I, well, but you can also use it to say I'm waiting on Q. I think. Do British people say that? I don't know. Hey, sigh. Sigh. <laughs> can you let us know? Sigh. Let's do the sigh alert. Sigh. 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 Um. So yeah, that's uh. That's that's pretty much. Do you have any other thoughts on Johnny at the fair or uh, the Rebel set? I just can't stop spelling Q. Q U E U E U E U E U E U E. Okay, now you now you sound like a siren. That's how you spell the yeah the lyrics from the. Yep, you got it. You got you 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 and I met at the same spot. Um, I enjoy. Uh, I always enjoy the educational shorts when they do those. Do we not mean the letters today? We don't have any letters. Oh. But what I'm saying is, I always enjoy the educational shorts. Um, when uh, when they put them in the in before films, because a they always seem to be really good material for riffing, and b it means that the film is going to be shorter. Right. So I I did have a box set of uh, the. Um, the Tom Servo hosted just shorts because uh, it wasn't a box set; it was just it was single VHS of it. Mm. Um, uh, but I really enjoy. I think Johnny at the fair was on that uh, VHS that I had, um, so it was. Uh, it, it, I I really enjoyed that. I, and overall, I think this episode is pretty good. Yep, it doesn't really stand out nope. as good or bad. Nope, um, but it's it's a it's a good passable MSD3K episode. Yep. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on either of these? Uh, All right. Um, we do have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Uh, we occasionally um, reach out for uh, comments about episodes. We did not do that this one. Um, so we'll, uh, you know, we it usually happens every other episode. So, um, But if you do want to join the community there, we have a great community. Um, there's a lot of cool people who are always uh, commenting on stuff and um, – you know, just just being being chill. Um, so we appreciate all of our friends on uh, on our Facebook page. If you uh, listen to this uh, on a podcatcher where you can leave a review, it really helps us. You know, with the algorithm and whatnot. If you can uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or somewhere else. Um, but the best thing you can do is to tell a friend about our show if, if you know someone else if you know a fellow misty who loves uh you know, the best show ever created hey. and you want to share this podcast with them listen <laughs> yeah you felt the light of gizmonic institute radio mm-hmm. shining in your life have you felt it inflate your soul with the buoyant helium of joy oh this is very well, nice this is good beat poetry if you don't share that joy with someone else. Oh. Then you're being a selfish little piggy. Oh. <laughs> you're a piggy full of helium, <laughs> and you're going to float away into the, st- into the stars and mm-hmm. die up there because there's not enough air. Be star bacon. Or the, you're going to be star bacon. So uh, mm-hmm. share the show or become star bacon. I like this. I like this uh, this religion that is sprouting up. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, but if you can tell a friend about our show, if you know someone who uh, also tell loves MST3K, uh, please do. Hey, tell a friend. Hey. Tell a friend. Hey, you're a friend. Uh, hey, you're a buddy. Hey, you should listen to this, <laughs> this show that we do. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we go back to uh, Dr. Odd? Uh, may you become not star bacon. Oh, thank you. May you also become not star bacon. And also with you. This has been the audio log for MST3K Season 4, Episode 19, The Rebel Set.
Okay, so I've got a selection here. Uh, there was, I did find some untouched manga that you had not turned into ransom notes. Is this like, uh, mm-hmm. that one is called Good Job Spider Manga? Yeah, no, this, well, I've got Good Job Spider, and I've also got Celery Stock, and, uh, what is so. Cel- what is Celery Stock? Okay, well, it's about, um. Well, I. Okay, or what, do you want to tell, huh, you want to tell no, what it is? No, but I found an, an, an anime. Oh, yeah. It was just, I forgot I had it in my room. Oh, what Here is it? Here it is. See oh, it? Oh, this. It says, uh, it. It says big, Renee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Well, no, that says. Re- oh, it's crossed re- out. Sorry. It says Renee's Big Adventure. Oh, Renee's Big Adventure. Yeah. 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 Look at look at it. Isn't it cool? I have something to share. No, this is really cool. Um, look, yeah, look. It's, it's bad, but it's real good. Uh-huh. It says it's by Renee. Th- it says there's a picture of a big, strong, beautiful lady. Uh huh. And she's got big, strong hands. Oh, that's what those are. And okay. She, she's okay. got very nice shoes. And look over here. What's she doing? Uh, she's yelling at one of the uh, characters that you cut out of my uh, manga. She's yelling at him. Yeah. I and mean, he looks pretty scared, don't no, he? No, he does. Yeah. I bet you want me to turn the page. No, that's from Super Tentacle. That was one of the scarier issues. I don't know what you're talking about. This yeah. is all original. No, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. It's a, mm-hmm. and not original, actually. It's a Whatever. Thing you, guys don't, you don't know. You guys don't know anything about it because you haven't even, this whole time, you haven't even brought up the best one of all time. Oh, yeah? I know I said those other ones were real good, but, you know, the best one, it's a juicy, juicy, look who is not wearing pants. That's the best one that I've ever seen. You know, when a title repeats itself, Mm -hmm. I feel pretty good about myself for some reason. Like, I feel like I know it's going to be good if it has the same word twice. But the question remains, who is not wearing the pants? Yeah, who? Uh, No one knows yet. I mean, yeah, they haven't, going they haven't on. solved this, it yet. This, yeah. has been, like, like, this series has been going on for roughly uh, 27 years, and still no one has figured out who's mm-hmm. not wearing pants. Kind of, because they always, they always all, the, all, all the pictures are from the, the, the chest up. Yep. I, you know, I, it's kind of like when I was like, what's that little baby Yoda's name? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you, you'll never know. Yeah. Yeah, I never will. His name's Green Gods. Green, Green Gods. Yeah, yep. I'm yep. pretty sure. Yep. No, it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I... I I couldn't really he's get in. Green. Oh, is that that's why? Yeah. Because he's got green. Yeah. No, that's I, his color. Yeah. Sure. Can I tell you guys something? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Yeah. I am, I am exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I be, could. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah. I've never seen any of this crap. I, I, I don't know anything about anime. What? Oh. But you had such cool. deep pulls. I just wanted to be. I just wanted to be cool. I made up the I've whole got... thing about the peanut butter. I, I don't know. I've got a confession to make too. Yeah. I may have written Greenie's Great Adventure. No. Oh no. Really? I'm so shocked. It's still pretty good though, right? Yeah. I mean, I those the the four panels that you have in you did you did in classic manga fashion make them read right to left. Do you did that on purpose or is that like a book? Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, yo, it's great. You did it. You did a great job. So you, you know guys, how, like every book ends with in the, <laughs> yeah, just like the Bible, <laughs> in yeah, the. beginning in the, yeah, those are the last three words of the Bible. Uh-huh. Um, so you guys aren't you guys aren't anime heads like me? No, oh, man, I don't know what's going on. Look, I, I want to be honest with you. Yeah, I just really wanted to wear these cat things. No, I yeah, this was going to happen. I was at the store, uh-huh. right? And there yeah. was a hot topic there, and mm-hmm. I went. And I saw all these kids, and you know, they were wearing like all these cool, like, uh, you know, like dressing up like cats or whatever. And I was like, I want that. But when there, I went I in, mean, I went into the hot topic, and I, you know, I, I got this, this old cat ear hat. I got, I got uh, these, these fangs. Yep. Are you got, sure you're not trying to impress a lady friend on Doctor? Well, maybe, but that's beyond the point. We but gotta went, help you do some research. I, I, but I went up to the register, right? You know, with my purchases. Yes, I, as one does. I also had a, I don't I don't know I had a, a Billie Eilish T-shirt. I don't know okay. how that. I'll be honest, I don't know how that part got in there. But whatever. Well, I mean, I that's mean fine. you you probably picked it up because it says uh, I'm the odd guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I took it all to the register, and the young man behind the counters looked at me. And he said, 
Is this for your for your kids? <laughs> oh man, burn. I was like, no, I'm super into anime. Mm -hmm. That's why I buy all this stuff and I wear yeah. it on my yeah. on my uh, tick TikTok. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's why I do this. And he was said, oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I uh -huh. said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, name one anime. And I said, Fuck. Oh, oh man, I'm, one of those so, guys, I'm, huh? I said, I'm so into Classic it. Classic Hot Topic Dude. gatekeepers. Absolutely. And I said, I'm so into it for so long that mm -hmm. you, even, you ain't even heard of the ones I've watched. And he was like, you know, try me. And I said, how about five carat death punch? Yeah. And he Did he lose me, his mind? And he said, I've, I don't know this. And I could tell I had him then. And yeah, I felt so yeah. superior to oh, him. Yeah. And I put my cat head on and I slapped him across the mouth with yes. the raccoon tail that I bought. And yeah. I satiated my fine looking anime butt <laughs> right out of that hot topic. And you, if, if you don't think I went to Hagen Dazs, you would be mistaken. <laughs> no, I can see that you do have Hagen Dazs matted into the fur. Oh, yeah. I, I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you got it on the ears, but. Uh, you know, that's awesome. Good for you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you for standing up to that retail employee yep. who's trying to gatekeep anime. Yeah. From you, a 70-year-old man. What? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how old you are. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Actually, no. it doesn't matter because I burnt that hot topic to the ground. Oh.